90% in. You see it's at 8315 Biden County. Well, look, we still think there's 41,000. All right. Do the math here. 80, 80, 80, um, you know, he could net maybe 20 out of there uh, if you could, or net, you know, 15. The point is, we are sitting here and there's enough ballots. There's about 100,000 ballots just in and around Atlanta. It's possible that he nets everything he needs there. Now, that said, there's extraneous ballots coming in all over the state. Well, I mean, this, the upshot is you could be headed We're, to recount territory there, too. Okay. What we basically said, as Casey said, Pennsylvania, we think is going to be a tie, but somebody's going to be the leading vote getter and somebody's going to get those 20 electoral votes. Yep. That's where we're headed in Georgia. Georgia's essentially going to be a tie, but somebody is going to be the leading number here. And what it really means is we could have four simultaneous recounts. And if the if the if if somehow Hallie's sources about Arizona and the Trump side are correct, throw five. I mean, we already know Wisconsin is in call for the recount. What about North Carolina? At North Carolina, we're not even going to get ballots till the 12th. You know, if it gets to a 10,000 vote spread, it also could end up in recount. Obviously, we just heard that news there. We're going to find out from Ralston here in a minute. But let's see, you know, we're only looking at right now a 7,000 vote spread. So, you know, as it's interesting, as maybe the Trump folks think, hey, that Arizona stuff looks good. Maybe we can change that blue lean back to a red lean. The problem is what's happening in Georgia. And you know what? You trade 11 for 16. That's not a good trade, uh, if you will. Uh, on your path to 270. It's an unsettled map is the bottom line right now, Casey. Yeah, no, it is It is the bottom line, although I do think we're starting to get a pretty good sense of where each camp feels particularly confident. And you mentioned uh, in Arizona, the Scottsdale area, kind of a hotbed in Maricopa County of where, you know, has been conservative. I've covered congressional races there over the years. And one of my sources who's working on the race there, I mean, they, they were surprised at how well the Democrat did. In, the, in a district that has traditionally been conservative. And that's an outlier for the way Democrats have felt about House races across the rest of the map. So that's one of the data points the Biden camp's looking at as they say, okay, how well are we doing here? And Georgia, I mean, I think, Chuck, my, my sense from talking to sources is it is an absolute toss-up. I mean, they're going back and forth. One minute it's, oh, yes, we've got this by 3,000 votes. Oh, no, we're now down by 8,000, but maybe we'll still get a Senate runoff. It's all over this the is place. This, it's we're in the expected vote. Remember, we told you about this expected vote. We think we, If there are more ballots... That's really good news for Biden. Maybe there's fewer ballots, like we learned in Wisconsin. We thought there were another hunt, and it turned out, oh, no, that's all the folks that voted. Okay, so, you know, that is another um, unknown in this, yeah. and that's what we're all dealing with as we wait to see what these uh, states um, uh, deliver in their vote. And we're awaiting the final vote count from Nevada. Let's get the latest on that from Jolene Kent in Las Vegas. Tell us what you know. Hey, Lester, that's right. There's six electoral votes that are up for grabs here, critical for Biden for that straightforward path to T-70, also critical for Trump. I asked the registrar here in Clark County, which is, of course, home to Las Vegas, if they've had any issues, have they had to stop or halt or pause the count at all? He said no. I asked him, have you heard from the Trump or Biden campaigns? Also saying no, he has not. So what they're doing right now is they're continuing to count. They can process up to about 70,000 votes a day with about their 300 uh, staff. So what's interesting here too, in the state of Nevada, y'all were talking about recounts. Anyone can ask for a recount here 
in Nevada, whether you're a citizen or a candidate. And there doesn't have to be any minimum margin, so to speak. So you can ask for that recount. And remember back in 2016, when Nevada barely went for Hillary Clinton, it was a very, very narrow margin there uh, on that front. So we're waiting to hear more from Clark County tomorrow as to how many ballots are left to count, how many have already been in fully counted. Right now, they're really focused, as you mentioned, in so many other states, uh, for the mail-in vote, right? They're talking about the mail-in vote, the provisional ballots, the ballots for new residents who have a special situation where they can cast that ballot. Also people who are voting from overseas, disabled voters, folks like that. So they're really going through those now, but they won't disclose to us how many votes they're still counting here in Clark County. So we're expecting to get an update tomorrow morning around 10 a.m. on that front. So that could be really helpful to giving us a better picture as to how they move forward. But I also want to point out there have also been some legal challenges from the Trump campaign on that front. Uh, but so far, moving full steam ahead here, they say no issues. They're just trying to get it done. Yeah, and we're seeing a, a note in exchange here that uh, they may wait until tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. So they're going to stop, the Secretary of State's yeah. uh, public relations officer said they're going to stop counting tonight and then in Nevada yeah. and then hopefully release some information about that. We can ask uh, Nevada Attorney General Aaron Ford, who joins us now, uh, what do you know about uh, the votes not being counted until tomorrow? Well, uh, hello, Lester. Great to see you. But listen, I, I can say this. I know that our elections officials are working as hard as they can to get a accurate count as quickly as possible. But because we all know that the word result means that it's a finality. And there's only one result, and that comes after every vote is being counted. Uh, and so, you know, kudos to our elected, to our uh, registrars out there for putting in the yeoman's work on this. They deserve our commendations, not our condemnation. What is going on uh, from your standpoint? You're the attorney general, not the secretary of state. So let's talk uh, the, the legal matters. Nevada has been a place where there have been lawsuits. There have been challenges uh, to various procedures. Are you seeing any lawsuits uh, stemming from the election? What are you anticipating? Well, we, as I've said recently, stay ready so we don't have to get ready. Uh, in the event Mr. Trump uh, uh, decides to sue us again, he sued us three times already, and we've defeated him three times, uh, and in including um, one that's on appeal in the Nevada Supreme Court right now, uh, you know, related to either um, observ observations or, or whatnot. Uh, we don't know what he intends to do next, but we are ready. We have a team. My entire office is ready to do what it needs to do in order to defend the right to vote and to ensure every vote is counted. Have there been any reports of irregularities at the polls, any irregularities with mail-in voting? Are you aware of anything along those lines? No, I have not. And in fact, uh, the lawsuit that, that uh, was alleged, um, that alleged that there were observation issues related to uh, poll observers, found that there was no evidence of what was being stated relative to uh, an improper um, um, approach to being taken there. And so, uh, you know, whether it's in court or whether it's uh, generally speaking, there have been no irregularities that uh, amount to a concern that we have here in Nevada. All right. Aaron Ford, uh, Nevada Attorney General. Sir, we thank you so much for coming out with us. Good to talk to you. All right. Let's go to John Ralston, who is the dean of Nevada Political Reporting. Uh, John, let's cut to it. Nevada is still counting votes. Do you have a sense of how many are outstanding and where they're from? I mean, Biden has a lead right now, but it's, what, seven, 8,000 votes? It's not insurmountable, or is it? And no, it's certainly not insurmountable, Savannah. You asked the right questions uh, there. The votes are mostly from Clark County, which is Las Vegas, uh, which is the Democratic stronghold, and where the mail balloting uh, has been strongly in favor of the Democrats by a two-to-one margin. Uh, they don't know exactly how many votes 
are, are out there. These are all mail ballots and so-called provisional same-day registration ballots because a lot of them were dropped off yesterday during election day, and they're still in uh, the, the, these boxes, about 375 of them that are being guarded in a warehouse, and they're going to start counting them tomorrow. And so uh, it is going to likely favor Joe Biden because uh, of if it being a Democratic stronghold where the Republicans did not do very well in mail balloting. But uh, since it's been such an odd year, I don't want to say for sure uh, that, that, that that's what's going to show. But I can tell you this, uh, that, that both the Democrats and the Republicans here believe that those ballots will favor Joe Biden. Hey, uh, John, what would a recount look like in, uh, in Nevada? Well, uh, as, as I've said before, uh, this is typical of Nevada, right? We're such a permissive state. Anyone who loses uh, can, can demand a recount, and so that could happen. But I really think what we need to do before we get to that point is that, that there's a, that 7,500 lead now. Let's see what it is after all of those ballots uh, are, are tabulated, including most of them tomorrow morning will be released from both Clark County and Washoe County, which is Reno, and a few from rural Nevada, where Donald Trump has done really well. It, it may be that Biden's lead is extended by enough that a recount won't make sense, or it could flip the other way, although I think that's much less likely. All right. John Ralston, uh, if this continues, I'm sending you a tripod for your next live shot here with us yes, on ABC. Yes, I need one. That was smooth. He can take it. He can. Ralston, Hashtag he matters. He likes it when I tease him. All right, John, thank you very much. Markets had a big day today in spite of all this uncertainty. Some insight on that from senior business correspondent Stephanie Rule, who speaks markets fluently. What do you make of what we saw uh, on the stock market today? Savannah, it was a really good day in the markets. It was right up there on your screen. The Dow was up 367 points, but it's not just today. All week we've seen markets in the green, originally because investors were very excited about the idea of a blue wave. A blue wave would mean a big stimulus package, which is obviously good for the economy. Now, last night, when it was clear the race was a lot closer than people anticipated and that blue wave wasn't coming, we saw the markets take a leg down, and then they slid even further when the president spoke early in the hours last night, uh, prematurely and incorrectly claiming victory. But here's what's interesting. This morning, all that skittishness disappeared because the president's comments basically didn't get any traction. Joe Biden was slow and steadily ticking up electoral college votes, but what really sent markets surging was the Republican-led Senate. Because Republicans secured power in the Senate, the markets were thrilled, right? They like a stimulus package. They love a divided government. It will mean a smaller stimulus bill. However, with Mitch McConnell leading the Senate, it's going to be a lot harder for a Democratic president to push through big tax increases on corporate America, more regulations. And for markets, for corporate America, they like that. All right. We have not officially called the Senate their outstanding races, but you're right, Stephanie. It does appear to be trending in a better direction for uh, Republicans. Yeah, no, it does. It does seem like at this point that at the very least, it's going to be very hard for Democrats to take any massive sweeping action like what what Stephanie uh, was talking about. Although it does seem like we may be fighting for the Senate majority for another couple of months with two runoffs yeah. in Georgia, which is pretty tiring to think January. about for all of us right now. Well, we've <laughs> never had a single special election certainly in our generation, that would decide 
the control of an entire chamber. I mean, sure, we've had on a state level, and we could have two of them there. Um, we already know how easily now money gets thrown around in American politics. Just think about the amount of money that's going to get poured into Georgia, the amount, I mean, we're pouring over Georgia now as it is, and it's going to happen all over. hundred day. million dollars in South Carolina on one Senate race. Right, we're talking, this is going to be a From one billion candidate. Dollars. Joking about it last night, the poor folks in Georgia are sick of the political ads, sorry to tell they you. They are in for it. it. Oh my word, you go all screaming, yeah. yeah. Well, joining the conversation now are former Democratic Missouri Senator Claire McCaskill and conservative columnist and editor of National Review, Rich Lowry, both are NBC News political contributors. Rich, I want to ask you about something. We were talking, I can't remember if it was late last night or, or this morning, but we were talking about uh, the president coming out and falsely uh, claiming victory. You were unhappy about that and, and, and all the, that comes with it. We saw Joe Biden come out several hours ago. He didn't claim victory, but he sure said it's in sight. Uh, I want you to respond to how, how he performed and, and why it's important to put on a game face for both of these candidates right now. Well, there's nothing wrong with saying that you think you're going to win. That's what most candidates always say. It's just different when you're the president of the United States and say you have won, and the fact that you might not win is a fraud perpetrated, perpetrated on the American public. Uh, that, that just president of the United States should never be undermining the process that way. And this, this is a, you know, it's a really close uh, election, obviously, Lester. It, it, just going to how close it is, if you just assume nothing flips now, that everyone who's leading in the state continues to lead in the state, Biden would win 270 to 268. And that instance, the decisive uh, factor wouldn't be any state. It would be one single electoral vote out of a congressional district in Omaha. Because if that hadn't go to, gone to Biden and instead of going to Trump, it wouldn't be 270 Biden, 268 Trump. It would be 269, 269. In that instance, presumably, Trump would ultimately win in a very contentious process that would go to the House of Representatives. Wow. Joe Maha is what the Nebraska Democratic Party chair uh, has renamed it yesterday, Joe Maha. Well, you know, sometimes when you're covering politics and you ask yourself, why do they go to all that trouble for one single yeah, now you know. congressional district, yeah. one single electoral vote? Well, the answer is right there on the map. Let's bring Senator McCaskill into this. It looks like uh, they're going to unleash the lawyers. We're going to have a lot of fights. We're going to have recounts. We're going to have lawsuits. How should Joe Biden uh, conduct himself through this period, this sort of interregnum, to use an SAT word, uh, between now and, and whatever final result is declared? Well, I think he is going to continue to be very presidential. Uh, let's count the votes. Let's respect the law. They have a bunch of really good lawyers on site in all, in all these states. Uh, so do the Republicans. Both Democrats and Republicans are watching these counts. There's nothing nefarious going on out of sight of people who are monitoring. And, you know, Joe Biden is saying exactly what he said during this campaign. Let's re respect the institutions of law and democracy in this country. And it is quite a contrast. You know, I said today, just look at how the two campaigns behave today, and you can tell who's losing. <laughs> All right, Claire McCaskill and uh, Rich, thanks very much. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back right after this. Thank you.